Joining us now at our studios, we have Northfield Mayor Rhonda Pownell and City Administrator Ben Mardig. Good morning, all. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you I'm so really much. grateful. It's like, it's light out. It's, it's light dark. out and it's fairly warm. I know. I mean, relatively speaking, so. I, I, heard, think... that, I heard that it's, it hasn't been this warm since uh, Thanksgiving um, that, mm. today. So. I'll, move, I'll go with it, yeah. <laughs> there we go. It's time to get out, everybody. Yeah. Spring's coming. Uh, hopefully it'll melt some of the, uh, the snow that has been plowed up around the intersections yes. that, uh, you know, the snow gets so deep you can't even see over the top. I've got a white car, so it's like invisible. <laughs> uh, let, let's talk about To you night. or somebody else? <laughs> somebody we... else, man. Oncoming traffic. Hopefully they see me. I honk and flash my lights. And yes. It's all good. Yeah, you need to put something on top of your car or something. <laughs> Let's talk about last night's uh, council meeting. Uh, first of all, uh, you heard uh, the uh, annual report from the what used to be the NDDC. It is now called uh, something other than the NDDC. <laughs> what, is it the Friends of Downtown? Yeah. Uh, the Main Street program? Yeah, the Friends of Downtown Northfield. And so we had the, the new uh, chair or president. I can't remember what they, they termed their, of their board, uh, Christopher Tasaba. Hopefully I got that right. Had to ask him that last night. And then Reve Needham, uh, city count or city staff person um, at City Hall. And they both did a really great job just updating the council on the work that they've been doing. And it's a new partnership that I think we've been working on for some time. And just really pleased uh, with the work that they're doing. All right. What put, uh, can you, what were the, the highlights of 2022? Yeah, well, some of the things that they talked about were their, the stats that they've been collecting over time were that they uh, were able to harness 358 volunteer hours, which are valued at over $10,000. That's mm-hmm. pretty significant. About $12,000 in donations and five over five new businesses downtown. And they're seeing less than 60% uh, for storefront vacancy, which, as Councillor Peterson might, I think, asked that last night, is that good or is it bad? And if you're looking to move into downtown, it would be nice if there were a little bit more options uh, for folks or if you need more space, right? It's just not there. So it's it's both good I, good if you're <laughs> if things are good. I'm just gonna say it's good. There's nothing worse than empty storefronts. Yeah. yeah if you don't believe me, go to the Burnsville Mall sometime. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah. we are much more uh, vital and uh, vibrant. Uh, vibrant than yes. a lot of places are. Yeah. So. All right. And they're they're doing a lot um, with their Bridge Square Block parties. Um, they're collaborating and sponsoring with Crazy Days Winter Walk. Hispanic Heritage Celebration, Riverwalk Market Fair. So they're just really doing a great job. They've got a full board. They're energized and just really appreciative of their work and the strong connection within City Hall, which I think is just was a great idea. Uh, let's talk about uh, the open public comments. You had a lot of comments last night from a group of people uh, whose address was uh, pretty common on uh, Lincoln Lane. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a... Um, uh, idea to put some uh, bike lanes in there, and yeah. it's a little bit separate from what uh, we have in a lot of places uh, uh, town. It uh, seems like the uh, populace in that area, judge, judging by the comments last night, uh, they're not really fond of that. Yeah. yeah. Well, any time that we we do street projects every year, and every year there are areas or aspects of design or just questions or concerns that come up every year and so this is um, 
one of the things that the council has been deliberating over, I don't know, probably more than a year, maybe two years, about a unified design about how people can get around our community safely. Um, connecting the trail system, connecting our sidewalks, making it uh, safer for pedestrians, bicyclists, people of all ages. And the best way to do that is this, um, I don't know, the separated bikeway that has a cement barrier um, with it. And that is a new design that we're bringing forward with this new street project. And, of course, it goes right by the front of people's homes. So naturally... People are asking questions, expressing concerns. They've not seen it done before. And um, and so they're making their voice heard and just really appreciative of, by and large, for the most part, the respectful uh, dialogue and sharing of concerns there that that they offer. So where does that go when you make up uh, the decision uh, to either do it or not do it? Uh, you know, you mentioned a unified approach. and. It's, you know, we have, our, our neighborhoods are not unified. We have a lot of different types of neighborhoods that have been built in different eras and for different purposes and such. Where is the future of that? Has that been uh, decided yet? Yeah, so I, it, I agree, Jeff. There are different parts of the community are very different. But if you'll see our road, our road structure, right, the design of our roads... People know and understand that when you come to a four-way stop, if there's a stop sign, you're supposed to stop. Stop lights, right? There's mm-hmm. unified um, pieces of design that are throughout our community. And this is something that would be uh, where drivers or pedestrians or bicyclists, or no matter your age, you would know as you go throughout our community, here's the design, and here's how you work within it, whether or not you're a pedestrian, bicyclist, or somebody that's in a car or truck or or hauling, uh, pulling a semi. You know, I mean, uh, that the unified design is the one aspect of moving people throughout our community for bikes and pedestrians that we don't have. And this is what's moving forward. I would I would say add to uh, Jeff with the mayor's comments that the, although we have different neighborhoods and things are different from one to the next, when we when we took a look at what might be the best design to integrate across the community, we did find commonality on the on the kind of the widths and types of streets that came to the conclusion that this type of design best fit Northfield's current design structure to actually implement protected lanes, whether that would be a raised one, more like at the sidewalk level, or what we're doing to actually be able to deploy this more quickly across the community is to be able to put the curb, basically a protected curb in at the street grade to save money so that we don't have to, you know, put in new curb and tear out uh, components too. So the solution was really customized specifically to Northfield. We did look at a few different design solutions, but uh, this was ultimately the one. But to the mayor's point, too, that if we're going to do an integrated system, it's important to hear from the neighborhood, but we're really looking system-wide across the city about what makes sense to, to connect uh, neighborhoods together. Transportation was a uh, common theme last night, and just about every agenda item had something to do with transportation. Uh, get, moving to the regular agenda, there was a resolution to... Uh, uh, consider supporting driver's license for all campaign. And uh, the state legislature has been picking that up. I think it, uh, it might have already gone through the House yeah. um, and still has to pass through the uh, Senate. But uh, explain, uh, you know, just the council's 
uh, thoughts mm -hmm. on this. Mm -hmm. So the council was uh, in favor of this. The council passed a resolution in support back in 2019. Um, favorable comments, I would say, all the way around. It makes sense for people to be able to get safely and legally right for them to be able to drive their kids to their medical appointment or sporting events that no longer their their student that's in the high school needs to get out of school to be able to transport their parents right to uh, a checkup at the Northfield Hospital uh, they no longer need to do that they can drive safely back and forth to work and not have to worry about not having a driver's license so this this just makes sense and just really appreciative of the comments all the way around the table on it. And that went 7-0, uh, 7-0 yes. uh, unanimous vote. Uh, the rest of the uh, meeting you had, uh, well, the next item was to consider uh, some amendments to the uh, the land development code. And it says here, related to neighborhood center floating districts. Is that something we have here? <laughs> that sounds we, interesting, doesn't it? <laughs> we have floating neighborhoods here. What the? I, like it. I know. What does that mean? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> basically, be a, a zoning overlay is basically what it would be. So, um, how it's determined would be at uh, corners where there is an intersection of two streets classified to add, classified as arterial and or collector. That's where these these uh, these uh, districts would go. Really, what it's intended to do is at these more major street intersections to allow some uh, level of intensification of development there. So, whereas maybe you only allow a single family home to go there in that current state, maybe a small multi unit complex could go mm -hmm. there. So the idea is, the busier those streets are, the the, the larger, more collector, the higher the density, which is pretty traditional in zoning theory as far as determining where things can go and fit well in with a neighborhood. So um, they're looking at being able to allow four to eight apartments and uh, row houses as a use by right in the in the district. Um, and then um, basically it's just hopefully it'll, it benefits sustainability, adds housing potentially, um, is equitable. Hopefully these are places too where there's good transportation. People can get around and, and adding to the tax base. I think there was one... Um, the mayor, I think, was one uh, minority vote. She could mention that. I think she offered support, but um, concerned related that it wasn't a conditional use permit that would have to go through planning commission and council um, versus just a permitted use. It is new, um, so I guess we'll learn as we go along, but this is the first reading of that. Actually, a lot of time and technical discussion on this one. So um, if you want to get in too deep on this, I'd have to probably bring our planner in to go much deeper than that from my from my standpoint. <laughs> and the the uh, city uh, the city council meeting last night uh, will be available online if you'd like to look into that. Uh, so uh, be sure to uh, do that if uh, that is something that interests you. So was there, this is the first reading, so there was really no action taken last mm -mm. night. Okay. No, as with all ordinances, mm -hmm. they need to be passed. Uh, two times by the city council and then there's like a, a waiting period before they actually take effect. You had uh, two other items on the regular agenda. They both had to deal with counties, Rice County and uh, uh, Dakota County, and they both had to do with uh, roads. Let's start off with uh, the Rice County. Uh, uh, explain that. Yeah, so every year, just like the city council, right, the, our counties put together their uh, plans for and sequencing, timing sequencing of which roads get done when. And uh, so these are just uh, a way for the council to formally 
communicate back to another governmental entity what our priorities are and especially where we don't we don't align and oftentimes our counties are thinking more and especially when you get out into the rural areas they're thinking about rural design but when you get into the city corridors and the neighborhoods and you're trying to move people on bikes on foot and within vehicles sometimes you do you need different designs and so this is that opportunity for us to just communicate that back to our county commissioners. Okay. All right. Is that the case in both of those, or are there any specific items that uh, you were uh, looking at? Um, well, I can call it a couple of them. To the mayor's point, too, I would say that I think Northfield's really improved in recent history on this. I think the mayor's brought together key stakeholders. Um, related to transportation, including county representatives, to talk about this, and I think we're seeing efforts benefit. We're we're trying we're getting in uh, and being heard earlier and more often, and I think also getting the clear direction annually by the council is helpful on that. But we, you know, Rice County has got most of our projects that we're tracking, and I think the biggest thing is is the more dollars they can get in the system, the better. Because I think in general we would like to see projects happen more quickly um, than they have been. But we do have Wall Street Road coming up in 24, um, adding sidewalk and trail connections, um, including on the north side of Wall Street out to city limits on some pre-surfacing that they'll be doing. There's a bridge project in 25 um, down on Armstrong Road heading down to Dundas that's needs to be lengthened to accommodate future reconstruction and also pedestrian and bike improvements. Um, Casa 28 overlay in 2026 uh, for Jefferson Parkway to Casa 42 um, and uh, a number of other ones. I would say the Dakota County side of things, um, probably the biggest one just and it ties into the Rice County one is is to eventually have a, a reconnection of what I call Cedar Avenue, I guess, um, to be able to do longer term we're looking at shifting that road connection uh, going north and it will require coordination both with rice and dakota county and the city getting involved in negotiating uh, probably getting part of that road back as a city road so it's a complex complex one to do it will cost some money we also know that it's designed it's got like a rural design especially as you kind of go along olaf's property where you see students out running in the highway and there's not much of a shoulder there sometimes people go up and go sledding on the hill and there's not much parking so that 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 area there just needs work and so um the the lobbying effort i think actually got it back on the rice county mm -hmm. plan where it had yeah. slipped off so by having the mayor and some of our stakeholders um weighing in it's it helps now so if i have this right uh it would be basically rerouting cedar avenue to perhaps a new road that may be meeting up with highway 19 it would avoid mm -hmm. uh cedar avenue or, or that road to coming through that altogether it wouldn't be just an improvement of that saddle mm -hmm. of sledding corner <laughs> right is that correct Yes, that is okay. correct. And that, it's just really interesting because if you don't live here, that Cedar Avenue heading out of Northfield has got multiple names to it. Yeah. <laughs> Even if you live here, it's got a yes. lot of names. Yes. I mean, less you're confusing. jogging here and there, and you're like, am I on the right path? Is this County Road 23 or Eveleth <laughs> Avenue? Because I think I might I'm be not, lost. Sure. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And so these major roadways, right, they should be more clearly marked. Um, better designed and this one you know it's just not evolved yet over time 
way back when it was probably okay i think it was built in like 1956 or something mm-hmm. like that like a long time ago yeah it's time to update it yeah so. cedar avenue has uh traffic on there has grown since 1956 yeah. uh we're talking with amir Pownell, city administrator marty uh, one more thing from last night's meeting is that was after the meeting you had a closed meeting understandably it's closed for a reason but what mm-hmm. can you tell us about it uh, well, we're discussing ongoing discussions uh, on our water plant study and analysis that the council had previously in 2022 given direction to um, look at a new site for a water plant. And we had two different locations, and we talked about one of them in closed session, which is where the existing water to- tower is off of Hall Avenue, um, acquiring some property out in that area about 13 acres is what we're looking at so we under state law can go into discussions regarding um, offers and counter offers and that's what we were talking about last night was getting direction on negotiating parameters and dealing with the property owner on that so we're hopeful that fairly soon we'll be able to come to terms and uh, have some action on our city council agenda all right that's it we're out of time any final comments uh, before we let you go nope i'm good all right thanks Thank you very much for coming in. Much appreciated. And we'll talk to you again next week. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Jeff. Northfield Mayor Rhonda Powdell and City Administrator Ben Martin here on 95.1 The One.